G'day folks, it is The Coach here and it is a new year, new me and I have Tom Lyons here over here who was actually early for the stream. So everyone who doesn't know who Tom is, everyone knows who Tom is. Tom is uh, not only the co-host of Warhammer Weekly but also a wonderful Warhammer mind, always got some crazy list tech going on, um, super competitive, nice guy in the the uh, midwest scene sorry I, I almost laughed when i said that no you are you are an absolute gentleman but <laughs> more importantly you you play hard and this is an interesting topic for me because the minute the winter faqs came out um we got access to nighthorn and nagash which is something that we haven't had access to forever and you've right. been quite passionate about it which is kind of why i wanted to invite you to the yeah. stream to find out what are you thinking but before we do that tom what is in the news this week uh hello friends let's start there um uh there's not a lot in the news in fact um uh gw yeah um uh, gw is hiring that's what's in the news they're hiring an, uh, an events manager for north america and gw is hiring a new aos designer that's what the news is this week Damn it! I tried to catch you off. I bet you haven't got a pick of the week. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say uh, Doom and Darkness's uh, video on. Uh, no, no, I got a better one. Uh, Vince's uh, video about the new things coming for the new year. So yeah, go check I, out I one more week on his channel. I'll spruik it on yours. It's amazing. No, look, um, Tom, absolute legend. We talk a lot, and. Um, I'm really excited because you have been really passionate, not only about Nighthaunt, and you've always got some crazy list tech, and you're always, uh, we've got a couple of group chats, and you're always posting some weird ideas and getting some sense checks from other players and getting ideas. And I know even when, you know, the FAQ stream came out with Warhammer Weekly, you were very adamant that there was some solid list teching. And when you compared Nagash in... Flesh Eater Chords, Legion, oh, well, Legion of the Ash, Soul Black Grave Lords, and Ossiarch Bone Reapers. You know, you were quite, you were quite passionate about. There's some real play and value in Nightboard. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. So I guess you know, like when you initially were reading that FAQ, and you know, you came about the the change. And by the way, I probably should put this caveat, folks, that we are in between the FAQs. Now, when I say that, is they released the December FAQ this winter FAQ. But it was Pandora's box. There's more questions <laughs> than answers. Like, yes, yeah. I can get um, Nagash in Nighthorn, yeah. but does he get Emerald Host? Can he teleport using the command ability? But, does he by give the way, aura? I'm, the one, I'm the one that found that. The Emerald Host and, and began, like, I found that immediately threw it out to you guys within about 10 minutes of that FAQ dropping. And then everybody's like, wait a minute. And that's Vince is like, well, technically it works. You know, and then, then the question is, is it going to stick? And so I I know that it is being talked about within the circles that need to make a ruling on it. Um, but uh, the question is, is, do those things work? Yeah, and and I'm, I'm a TO actually this month, COVID. You know, we've had a bit of a COVID spike, so hopefully my event does run. It's a major. And I've already ruled that Emerald Host doesn't work with Nagash. You know, the intention right. to me is that... Um, is that he's not meant to benefit given that as a warlord he means you still keep the nighthorn command traits and all that good stuff but he can't benefit from that type of stuff so there might be some things that you know if you're listening to this in a month's time or two months time and it's clarified 
we might be wrong. He actually might benefit from he might get a deathless minion save. Um well, he gives the aura he probably, out. He probably won't get death deathless minions, but he we know he does give the aura out because it's not him benefiting from it. It's that if a unit is within 12 inches of a general and he is a general. So that's not a problem. So there's no question about that. There is a challenge though on um yeah, and like I think I think the Emerald host he gets the two plus bodyguard because he's not he's not benefiting. It's not his ability, it's a hex wraith ability, but I completely understand that kind of ruling. I mean, I think it's a fair ruling. And it's really, by the way, it's really strong if that is the ruling. Like it's really, really strong. Yeah, that that that's why I, I think personally, I don't think the my opinion is I think he should benefit from Deathless. I think it's weird that the Lord of Death doesn't have a six-up ward save in any of the factions. That seems like right. he should have it at least right. on his war scroll. Um, yeah. And I think my personal opinion is the intention is that he shouldn't gain Emerald Host with the bodyguard rule. It feels like it's a bit too busted. But I guess, yeah. you know, if you listen to this live, there are going to be some things that your event organizer will say, rules as written, yes rules is intended maybe no so if you're right. going to lvo or, or you know adepticon check or any event you check with your to. yep uh, i haven't um, i'm going through hammer next month with this um i haven't emailed them yet um but uh i have opened up a conversation with them about some other stuff and so i'm going to follow up and be like hey this is the conversation this is what's going on how do you want to rule, rule it how do you like just so that i know coming in i have appropriate expectations that's it flamingo pie has also three, made it made a basic ah but well flamingo has also made a really good comment that he doesn't get deathless minions because he's not a minion so i'm like okay well uh, uh, I mean, game set and match he's not wrong yeah but, <laughs> but it's a great model away. yeah it is it's just that there's a lot of questions that i know that when i've gone into um like i've been chatting with my my night haunt folks in the discord and Right now, there's some people who are in the camp of, yes, Nagash is great, and he adds a lot of value to the army. There's other side of the fence. It's like, no, there's just too expensive. There's too many negatives. And we'll go through the positives and negatives. Yeah. And then I've also posed to them, well, what happens if he gets deathless? What happens if he gains this rule or he can use Emerald Host? All of a sudden, people are like, well, this would change the way I look at the rules. So I just want to put this caveat that yeah, depending on like your tournament organizer, depending on... Uh, any follow-up FAQs, this conversation may be at slightly out of context or the value may increase or decrease. Uh, so everything that I am saying will be true if he do if he gets the two-plus bodyguard and he'll be way better. <laughs> that's what I would I mean, say. Yeah. He's a lot of points. That's the thing, right? And, like, and that's why I think intentionally he should get the Deathless Minions because he's like literally the most expensive model outside of the the corn dragon right like he earns it and i feel like i i feel like without that deathless um and we'll get into like the proper discussion yeah. like yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I just think like right now when i look at it i'm like some people are right it's hard to justify nagash yeah. some people yeah. are like i've been waiting for something like this a long time you know we've been begging for the black coach coach to be a hero this is like our pseudo replacement in, in in some regards yeah. yeah it is it is i mean because what um what uh nagash is doing in the army is what the black coach is normally going to be doing and that what that means is like often it's talked about as like a distraction carnifex like you're going to jam nagash down their throat 
Like the Nagash and Night Haunt doesn't play passively. He gets across the table and he gets in because that's what Night Haunt needs is it needs something that can actually deal with threats and problems. And Nagash has answers in spades. Yeah, yeah, he absolutely brings a lot to the table that I think, you know, Nighthaunt players have been begging for. You know, you've wanted a combat monster and the Mongol, some people really hate the sculpt, sculpt of the Mongol and there's some been cool mm -hmm. 3D printed kind of things come out um, and people have been begging for that combat monster. Some people yep. have been begging for that multi-wound, like 10 wound plus hero that is durable. And Alinda, with some of the new rules, has definitely made her more durable but it's no way near what you need because, you know, since the dawn of time, the minute that Nighthawk came out, it was shoot the heroes and nothing was truer than taking out the heroes and watching Nighthawk crumble. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting. Like I ran, so I ran him this week against um, an opponent playing a 30 Sentinel techless LRL army. And, um, and it like he decided to like we were playing the like two plus ward Nagash, you know, bodyguard. And he did what the smart answer is is by the way, if that happens, just kill the hex rates. Like it's way easier. Just make sure you kill out units. Don't leave any models there. And actually, like you 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 will leave Nagash fairly defenseless pretty quickly. Um, but regardless, uh what we found is that uh like his abilities are significant in night hunt and I, I we'll talk about that yeah absolutely we'll, we'll talk about it um yeah it, it's it's an interesting one definitely and look you know i've seen some people in the chat you know definitely um you know would i go out and immediately buy nagash to include into my night haunt no if i currently owned one could i borrow one from a friend absolutely i think it's worth testing and i think you'd have a lot of fun you know when you look at and I think what you said is true as well, right? You know, when you come up against the Marathi and Archaon and Nagash, these god-tier heroes that, you know, are, are near impossible at times, you know, Alariel he healing 2d6 a turn, you know, uh, Marathi only taking three wounds a turn, you know, Archaon doing some crazy things. Actually, I'm better actually better off just shooting the rest or killing the rest of my opponent's army because one super durable hero can't win the battle. You can score more objective points in your battle tactics and... Well, it's like funny. That. Nagash actually maybe can. Like, unlike a lot of like in Night Haunt, because he can he can re reasonably deal with two threats at once every turn. And that's something that like I don't think that people have really thought about. But because he can spell down one enemy, and with the Night Haunt buffs, he's going to melee the other enemy. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about that. But like the uh and one of the, and I'll, I do want to ask you about the spell law. And the minute I looked at the spell law, and then I saw this one particular spell, because I wanted to ask you, you know, yeah. being a, a super caster, like like Nighthorn has good spells, maybe potentially one of the best spell laws in death. They but do. Your casters but they didn't have any good are not casters. that good. Exactly. Right. <laughs> then when I, as I'm looking through the six, and I'm like. Okay, there's like an immediate one. And you're right, like people know. And by the way, I just want to give a sh big shout out to my man, Poet. Thank you so much for the um, for the mm. super chat. Much appreciated. But when you look at, you know, Nighthawk, like there's just, there's been things that people have been begging for, begging for. You haven't had the supercaster. You haven't had the combat monster. You haven't had this big hero with lots of wounds. Yeah. And you've been crying for it. So I think minimum, whether the FAQ, whatever the changes in the FAQ or not, Give it a crack. I think I think you'll be surprised. Yeah, he's what gonna, like, 
he's not going to lose that spell lore. Let's be very clear. Like that's written into the rules. There's no question about that. Yes. And, um, and we'll talk about the lore in a little bit, but that lore turns him into a very scary resource because there's two spells that will, that will dominate, um, in melee. Like, and, and so like one of the big challenges with night haunt spells is that a bunch of them are on a 12 inch range. Well, that's not a problem for Nagash. Like you want to jam him down the, their throat anyways. And in my new, in the most recent build that I'm doing, I'm using spell portal. So yeah. range really doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got some crazy, like not only does he have a great uh, signature war, war scroll spell, but then also yeah. your, your spell law. But before I get into that, and I will, we will get into that very soon. We'll talk about benefits and things like that. One of the big things that I've kind of heard when I was talking to people with Nighthorn, I think one of the big concerns people have is without things like Deathless, they're worried about Nagash being shot off the board. And, you know, I, I was thinking like, right, maybe um, the Cruel Gas would help. But no, it's the Cruel Gas wouldn't help because he doesn't have a Deathless to begin with. He right. does have a Mortal Wound save. But he doesn't right. have, I mean, and obviously he can gain, you know, Mystic Shield and, you know, Buddy, um, yep. all, uh, the Finest Hour. And, you know, you can definitely stack those down. But when you lose him, that's half your army. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you find, or are you worried at all, you know, with your Vanguard Raptors, your, you know, like your Long Strikes, you know, your, your Sentinels, your, you know, any, any type of shooting. Are you just worried about him being shot off the board? And if so, like, Not what are you doing to keep him around? Well, I'm one drop. Um, so I'm like, I'm a 50-50 even with those things. Save stacking is not an issue on him. Like no one else is receiving Mystic Shield, <laughs> right? Like mm -hmm. no one else in the army can get Mystic Shield. So he's he will always have a Mystic Shield on him. Um, and, uh, and the big things with like Raptors, the big things with Sentinels is all of that is mortal wound shooting. Like all the scary shooting is mortal wound shooting, and he has a four up ward against mortal wounds. Yeah. So actually, he's on 32 wounds against those units, not 16. Right? Because he's going to heal. He's yeah, gonna he's going to bound a, a bunch and that's without of bodyguard. And, you know. and that's without bodyguard. So that, again, assuming no bodyguard. And he actually has like a lot of ways to self heal. His, his war scroll spell and the spell in the lore are both healing there's there's a spell in the lore and his war scroll or no the spell in the lore he can't heal he can heal others he can't be healed with that um but his war scroll he can heal with and on top of that oftentimes uh another endless spell that makes its way into my list regularly is terminexus um which mm. is the night haunt specific uh endless spell, uh, endless spell and that heals for uh, a d3 in a, in a six inch radius and so you can turn that he can't cast it but it can be cast near him I was going to say that's another thing that needs to be clarified. People are asking, yep. can he cast uh, endless spells or can he benefit? I think, yeah. Like he can he can be healed by the Terminexus because even the enemy is healed by Terminexus, by the way, if it's in the right range. And so everybody can either be healed or damaged by Terminexus. The key is, is that he's not Night Haunt, so he can't cast it. So you have to have another caster with him. I always bring Olander with him. So, you know, like that's, you know, like that's the catch, right? is that um, I have both him and Olander. And so it like real decisions have to be made. And even if, if he's not getting the two plus bodyguard, Olander is. 
Yeah, um, and, and that's kind of what I'm seeing with, you know, some of the lists and as I've been thinking about yeah. it, whether you take, and I mentioned the Cruel Ghast as a great example, or you take Lady O or you take both of them. If you take Lady O with Nagash, you're now at around, what, 1,300 points approximately, yeah. 1,200, yep. 1,300, which doesn't yep. leave you a lot of fat. And one thing that you definitely need is bodies on the table. Um, yep. And you you need those great screens to protect Nagash to actually do what you want to do because Nagash will not win the game alone not not fully but <laughs> but, but but i mean like um, i'm trying i'm trying to set the scene because I, I think some people are going to look at this like 500 po- a thousand points you know you see marathi for example and marathi can yeah. can help you win the game nagash has the tools but you need to be smart um, yes and, with and nagash again if you're tag teaming in the gash with olinder um which is like like basically what I ran was I had bodies on objectives and then I had this unit of Olander, Nagash and two hex race units. And actually like the hex race screen, just great. Right. They're also four up save six up deathless. So they're actually amazingly hard to kill. Right. And if you don't kill them out, both units will refill every turn. If you go down to one level. So, and like, that's what we haven't talked about yet is that like, by far the most impactful ability that Nagash has is his ability to refill five units with four models each. It's three models plus one because of what his ability is. It's three wounds worth of models plus one, which is with Nagash's own ability that says whenever a unit regains models, you add an additional model. That's right. So what happens is, is that, um, with those three, let's say it's hex wraiths. That's three wounds. You get one hex wraith plus one more hex wraith from his from Nagash's automatic ability. No points spent. Olander's a general and emerald host, so she can trigger it. And within twelve inches, all units within twelve inches add an additional two models. So if and I think that's key wraith, as well. Yeah, and I think it's key as well to remember that it's models, not wounds. So the mm-hmm. way you think mm-hmm. about it, and I'd, I'd be curious to hear from you. Because I think a lot of the lists that I've seen being running around is people are using Nagash with Alinda or the Cruel Ghast, but they're using Chain Rasp and they're using single wound models. While you've yeah. definitely got your Spirit Host, you've definitely got things like your Hex Rays, you've got other multi-wound models. And the way that that all of a sudden then changes the game with bringing back three wound models as opposed to one really yeah. does make you durable. And by the way, Alex, we will absolutely, I'll bring up one of Tom's lists um, about mid to late stream. So um, we'll put we'll put all this kind of into context, but what I don't want to do is just chuck up Tom's list and go, well, why has he done what he wants to do? Like, I want to get into the mind yeah. of Tom to go, yeah. how did he get to this point? And then we can obviously get into it later. Yeah. But um, yeah, like, that's cool. What what I did want to think about, though, is is... Broken Realms, Bellacore brought out. You, we've talked a lot about Emerald Host, and we've talked about yeah. the bodyguard. Whether you know whether you're going to bodyguard a Linda or some other hero, or whether you're going to bodyguard Nagash. Outside of well, all uh, like, of them, get bodyguard. Yeah, but I like. Oh, so, I'm saying like Nagash though. Like like the, the Nagash might not get the bodyguard. We don't know that. Sure, sure, sure. But but like, let me point out that if you have another hero that's your actual general, Olander in Emerald House counts as a general. So you you're like that bodyguard is actually going on at least two heroes if Olander isn't your general, like isn't your chosen general. 
Yes, spot on. Yes, absolutely. So you have multiple options, which is why Nagash potentially can benefit because Nagash acts as your general, even right. if not general. So, you know, sure. it means you've got multiple generals. But yep. I was going to ask you more on the other side, which was the Reichnor side. How do you think about Nagash in Reichnor's condemned procession? Is it the same type of value or does he increase or decrease? Uh, I think it's still good. I do. Um, I mean, in Reichnor's Condemned, what you almost have to do in my mind is run blocks of 20 chain rafts and um, yeah, I would probably run blocks of 20 chain rafts. I would run two chain gas and I would run one uh, um, I would want run one uh, what's his face? Uh Uh, I would uh, run one. Uh, I'm blanking on there. I literally have him right here. It's, uh, it's all good. Yeah, like Guardian I'll... Holes. Uh, oh, the Guardian of Souls. Guardian Souls, Spirit Torment, two chain rafts, some blocks, uh, uh, two chain gas, some blocks of chain rafts. Um, and then that yeah. should put you around your point. If you do like three blocks of 20, that should put you around your points. It does. Um, like when I look at Rykdor's, it definitely does incentivize you to go those single wound or like, you know, you want to flood the board with those yeah. chain rafts, uh, chain gas, your, your stalkers, your hordes. Like you just, you want to get those bodies on the table because there's just so many benefits to the keywords that things like hex raids and other types of units probably. Yeah. So it's kind of going down that route. Right. It's just not as efficient. Like the re model return is not as efficient uh, when you do that. And that's be, the challenge be, because of the wounds, because of the multi wounds right. that a hex wraith is bringing compared to a, a chain rasp. Yeah. No, it's interesting. I think it's I think it's good stuff, and I think definitely. And I, the next question I want to ask you, you know, is, is from a competitive point of view, because like if yeah. you look at any of the statistics, any of the tournament performances, Nighthorn is probably in some of the lowest. You know, in that they're in that low band of like Gits, Beasts of Chaos. Yeah corn to a degree especially corn now that you can't have rk on in um blades of corn yeah. well, you, well you can but it just doesn't benefit from it does nagash in nighthaunt change the competitive landscape and if you go to a an lvo or something you know a, a adepticon or some type of big tournament what what kind of expectations could you have by having nagash with with your, your nighthaunt um i mean i think that nagash brings uh i think he brings unique elements that that the rest of the army just doesn't have and so i think that he is a real threat when you bring him in a, on a competitive level uh the one thing that i think the reason one of the reasons why night haunt places so low is that it like um a lot of those other armies you just listed it has a really high ceiling of uh of uh play uh, but the player base is also very broad. And so what ends up happening is that like everybody has Night Haunt, right? And so it's one of the easy armies to get into. It's easy to paint. They used to have all the models everywhere. And so oftentimes a lot of new players will take Night Haunt to events because that's what they have. Um, and so I think that we're all like another reason why we're seeing a low number is not necessarily inherently the, ar the army's problem. But I think it's both player base and I think there's a perception issue and there's some very real mechanical problems in Night Haunt 
and it's that it hasn't had up until we got Nagash. And I think Nagash solves a lot of those problems. Yeah. So I think I think, and again, you know, we talked about the clarification that needs to come. I think definitely like Emerald Host kicks in and Nagash can benefit from those bodyguards. I think you really start seeing a super competitive Nighthorn build. And I think you can do well. Um, I think you definitely can be in the mid-table warriors. Um, and I think to your point, Nighthorn is one that rewards really good play style and one that punishes bad matchups and bad decisions because you've got a lot of teleporting. You're relying so heavily on your minor heroes. Um, you don't have a lot of the tools, you know, the, you don't have a lot of long range threats. You don't have, it, you know, you don't have a lot of mortal wounds like some other armies from, from a range. So right. um, I, th I, th I think it has, I think Nagash has lifted the potential of a tournament performance. Yeah, I agree with that completely. Yeah. I mean, he's, uh, I, I long watched and kind of waited and desired for Nagash to be added to Night Haunt. And that said, like, I had a competitive Night Haunt list that was non-Nagash, because, again, I wasn't sure that he was coming in, um, that I I was had painted up and had prepared for Adepticon in two months. Um, and now with Nagash, I'm going to run him at another, a, small, a smaller event coming up next month. And I'm going to be testing both of those lists because I still have a non-Nagash list that I feel very confident about, right? And so um, that's still something that I'm exploring. Do you think Nighthaunt still works better without him, given that he gives away so much of the Allegiance abilities that he just can't benefit from? Um, like, do you I, think I, I'm not convinced of that yet. I'm not. Um, because he's such a wrecking ball in the army. Um, because he's gaining the spell lore, which is really all he needs. Um, I like, and that's what I'm going to be evaluating because again, I have a non Nagash night haunt list that I feel very confident about, but when I hold it next to, you know, the Nagash, my Nagash list, I still think I fall on the side of Nagash and I'm going to test it on in an actual event next month. Like I'm testing it at a local club during the weeks, but I'm, I'm going to be pushing it, um, to, to really, to see what it's capable of. Um, I think there's a lot of gas there. Like my experience is what I've gotten on the table so far. Like, uh, I mean, it it fairly quickly disassembled one of the best uh, LRL lists I could put together. So, um, like a, he was like the individual I built his list for him, um, gave recommendations, and then we went in and uh, and Nagash handled it pretty pretty handily. So, yeah. I, I think the key from a competitive point of view is the way that you get the value out of the rest of your points. I think that's yeah. the key. If you yeah. want to do well with, with Nagash, I think he fits well in Nighthaunt, uh, which is why I'm having this conversation with you because I do believe you. Um, it's how do I get the most out of that extra 1,000 odd points? So Yeah, um, it's a real question. And, that, and that, I think that in itself is where you either fall or you're going to do well and, you know, hold your own against some of the um, the better armies in the game. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, I agree with that. So what are the pros? Like, I'm, t I'm going to take Nagash. I've agreed that, you know, I'm going to allocate 50% of my army to Nagash. Right. What do I get from this? And you've already alluded to some of those things. You know, it's the only model that can benefit from Mystic Shield. Um, yep. And you can use, you know, your finest hour. You can, you know, you can save stack, which is something that is happening right now in the game. Yep. But what do I, what else do I get as a, a, a Nighthawk player chucking in Nagy? Well, um, in my opinion, like the biggest kind of gas 
right for that for Nagash is his ability to refill five units with a, like three wounds worth of models, which it's that ability combined with the fact that whenever um, uh, models are returned to a unit, they get one additional model. Um, and so for Hex Race, between him and Olander, like I said, you'll re you'll return four models with one command point because his ability to choose five units does is not command point dependent, and Olander's is, and so again, one command point gained four hex race back to a five man unit, and so what that means is that you have to kill out those hex race units every turn, otherwise every time in your hero phase they refill completely, and like that's just like that is backbreaking to the enemy. <laughs> Because uh, because it's just so many wounds to chew through. It also means that Olander is functionally immortal. Because if yeah. you have two units of uh, of hex race near you, they can just keep bodyguarding for her um, on a two plus uh, uh, bodyguard. And so, and it's like, interesting. Like I, I like I remember talking to Jack from Rerolling Ones, and I think we had the same experience with Alinda. And that is, I've never really seen Alinda in play because she never gets to play. Like the minute you see Lady right. O on the table, she is the number one target on the table. You take her down quickly and you don't get to see the fruits of your labor. But when Nagash right. is on the table, I feel like he's now going to be the destruction card effects. And Alinda, who has great rules and great abilities, is going to be target free doing her thing. Well, and I like to buddy them up, like Buddy Cop, Olinder, and, and Nagash. So I run them together. And so th it's the question of like, who do you go after? Because Olander is going to get all of her wounds absorbed by the Hex Race, and those units are going to fill up. Or do you try to go against Nagash, who is save stacked, who can self-heal? And so there's just not an easy solution. And the problem is, is that, like, she's dumping mortal wounds all around her, like, to all the units. And then Nagash oftentimes is, like, casting a couple self-buffs and then machine gunning down uh, Arcane Bolts. Yeah. And so what he's going to look at a unit and go take seven damage, you know, or take six damage, right. Uh, from, th from six arcane bolts that he has preloaded. And then with Olander, her mortal wounds are going to burn. You know, so you have a 10 wound unit, they will just burn that unit down without anybody being in combat with it. Like a 10 wound unit, every hero phase. Um, and so the two of them together are just an insane wrecking ball. Um, you got to remember like Olander spell Gives a unit minus one to hit. Gives an, any other unit attacking that unit plus one. So the, all those hex race move move to hitting on twos, and Nagash moves to hitting on twos. Um, again, without a command point, and so mm. like it just the the two of them together are just they are a wonderful combo. And with the board size getting smaller, that area of effect for mortal wounds coming out has become so much greater. And when you then add Nagash with, you know, something like the Umbral Spell Portal, you can then reach out and touch those enemies that are sitting outside of that area of effect bubble. Yeah. Um, or if there's that superhero and you're having troubles taking out, again, an Archaon, some other, obviously not Marathi, but, yeah. you know, other models, you, you've got that reach out and touch me, hand of dust, and potentially, poof, yeah. you're gone. Yeah, I mean, so you've like, got a lot of tools. Suddenly things like Teclas, right, are simply... Um, a liability. If Hand of Dusted is in play, Teclas is a liability. Um, you know, or uh, or Archeon, or any of those other big models. Even Giants. Like, Giants are is a wonderful thing in this army, 
because traditionally you haven't had a good solution against giants, right? Like they're just, you know, you're going to have to grind against them. Well, Hand of Dust deals with one. No, you can't Hand of Dust. No, no, uh, you can't Hand of Dust in Omega. You yeah, can do, you, that does D6 models. Yes, it does D6 models. Sorry. Uh, that's correct. But you also have the Night Haunt lore spell that throws dice equal to their wounds characteristic. So you're going to th throw 30 dice and all the sixes are mortals. 35 dice. That's a lot. And then obviously oh, yeah. the combat yeah. monster that Nagash uses as well. So you can actually right. go out and take down. Um, and, you know, now we know Mega Gargans can't self-heal in combat with, you know, um, the, right. the heroic action and, you know, uh, Amulet of Destiny has now been changed. So, um, you know, taking down a Mega, and I think it's probably one of the problems, right? Megas have been running around the mortal realm stomping outside of, like, body blocking from the objective, using yep. Yep. bodies yep. just to stop them from getting onto the objective to begin with. You haven't had a lot to kind of take them down. You just, you don't have the tools. Yeah. Um, some of the, um, some of the other things. Uh, go on, please. Can you, what what no, are some of the ahead. other benefits? I, I I wrote down a couple, but I'm clearly not on uh, my whole so, so I'm curious so to see like how like, your list stacks up with mine. I think the I think the the command point ward save ability to like increase a ward by one. I think that that is a trap. Not always. Like like what I mean by that is this. I don't think it's a use every turn ability. Like if there's a fight that you are grinding. I think that that's like, uh, but in my list, I don't have the extra bodies to have masses grinding. And so I think that ability, for example, is way more useful in like a Reichnor's uh, host, a condemned, Reichnor's condemned, instead of a Emerald host. Yeah. Um, like in Reichnor's condemned, I think that plus one ward will get more use just because you're going to have the bodies to do the grinding. You might be able to fit a Cruel Ghast in the list that I was trotting out just a couple minutes ago, which means that you'd move to a four up ward. Which that's pretty hot running chain rafts on five up four, five fives and fours. Um, that'd be pretty exciting. Um, so I don't know, uh, is the answer. Uh, I like those are some abilities that are that are good. Um, yeah. And I'm gonna do a, I'm gonna do a Vince right now and tell you to not tap near the microphone. Sorry. <laughs> it's one of those nervous picks that I have. It's all good. It's all good. It's um. I think you know the, the other challenge is I feel like um the cruel ghast. I feel like when you start adding the gash with Olinda and then the cruel ghast, you're really struggling for bodies. And I feel like you've got either a cruel ghast or Olinda. It's hard to justify both of them with Nagash because then you've well, got five hundred. I mean, I'm running three. I'm running three heroes on my list, but I'm not running a cruel ghast because again, mm. I I don't think that he's worth it, and he's not like he doesn't fix the problem, which is mobility. Um, and so I think that, uh, I think that there's a better hero for that. Um, and that's, that's what my list is, but, and we'll talk about it. And yeah, to, to the point void spark, we will go through one of the lists. And, but I think, I think one of the reasons why we don't go immediately to lists folks is because I don't want to tell you that Tom's list is the list. And if right. Tom talks, Tom, Tom's talked a lot about hex rates, for example, and you might not want to run hex rays. You might want to run spirit host. So you might want to run chain rafts. You want to run something else. I want to show you how Tom got to his list, and then you take what you want and then build it into your mold. So uh, um, as an aside, uh, Nagash's uh, model refill ability is fantastic with spirit host because again, they're multi wound models, and so like that that is a great unit to 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 add to to refill with nagash and or with uh with olander's ability 
Yeah, I agree. Um, or like, or the black coach. Black coach does a D3 models as well. A lot of people don't realize that. Would you run Nagash with the black coach? I feel like the answer is no. Uh, yeah. I well, so it would if I did, it would be in condemned pro or it would probably be in condemned. It would not be in um well, let me just say this. I would not do um I would not do it with Olander. So it's either Olander or Black Coach. And if you did Black Coach, I think Black Coach is a solution in um in condemned for instead of running Olander, because you don't want to run Olander in condemned, she's not a general, so she can't use her command ability and she's just a liability because she doesn't have bodyguard. So um you would if you wanted to, you would replace it with Black Coach, who'd refill a d3 models interestingly you could get the command trait lord of the spirit hosts and then fill a d3 models with it as well um so so you could put that on a dreadblade harrow dreadblade harrow uh to refill a d3 models near him d3 plus one because of nagash and then the black coach would be a d3 plus one because of nagash and then you could also you would have probably a spirit torment who's going to do 2d6 chain rafts when he refills that plus one you know, so like you can already see, like you're just looking for bodies and just refilling yeah. everything. Which is why Ragnar's Condemn definitely benefits you more than going Emerald Host. But, you know, right. you can, I've seen some interesting lists with Olinda in uh, Ragnar's Condemn, but you've got to get additional heroes and bodies to kind of well, surround and support her, which right. Nagash takes, that, that takes those resources away, I guess, is the, is the key. When I when I wrote my list, I'm like, right, like what, what does Nagash bring to the table? And you tell me if I'm off the mark or if there's some things yeah, that I've missed, right? So I've already mentioned, we've already mentioned the safe stacking, Mystic Shield, all that defense, finest hour, all that good stuff. He is that hero that has lots of wounds against something you've been begging for. Um, mm -hmm. And it does mean that if you are going to use a Linda with the, um, the Emerald Host, you've now got two super durable survivable heroes that uh if nothing more you're gonna have around the table you're not relying on these five wound minor heroes that could be I shot can... off by by you know lumineth uh daughters stormcast cruel boys like they will take those minor heroes down mm -hmm. to take nagash and alinda with the bodyguard is a tough tough challenge we talked spell casting i think brings a really valuable spell casting and i think we'll get to that in a minute like with the spells I wrote down that he's a combat monster. So given that, again, you don't really have a big combat monster and the Mongol and the Black Coach aren't reliable. I haven't found, like, the, the consistency. And, like, with the Black Coach, Black Coach is great if you can power up early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, he is so dependent upon his buffs to shoot across the table. But once he does, he gets run and charge and, you know, he gets his rerolls. So, like... Uh, I love the black coach for 200 points, you know, or 220, what he used to be. Um, but he's not a hero. So he's still like, it's still a, I mean, he can still use command abilities because he's a totem, but he doesn't get, so like he's halfway there. Uh, the big question though, is he, he doesn't get the item and the item is meaningful. So, and he doesn't generate the deathless save. So he still needs a hero near him to hit, get his own six plus. Um, Alex is asking, Nagash can bring back models with a combined uh, total value of three wounds or less. So that's yep. two wound hex wraiths. Supreme Lord of the Death said plus one model. Alinda brings back another model. Where's the fourth? So um, Supreme Lord says that whenever a, uh, a model is returned to a unit, add one additional model. Right? Um, am I... 
let me pull it up on my keep, 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 keep going I'll, I'll bring yeah. it up it's fine i'll, I'll bring oh, up okay i did have the All i did right. have the rules up and i closed that but uh keep going uh, yeah and, and so uh i'm pretty sure that that does not keep him from benefiting from his own restoration um uh, supreme when it, uh when you use an ability he, that uh, returns slain models to a friendly yeah so his own ability is generating three wounds worth of models, which is one hex race, and his Supreme Lord of the Undead adds an additional one to that. So he's actually technically returning four wounds worth of models, even though that's not how the math works. It's three, three wounds worth of models, plus one additional model to that unit. So Nagash, when he uses his ability, is going to return two hex rates, and then Olander is going to return two hex rates. Uh, so Nagash, if he was returning to be a spirit host, I think are three wound models. And so, uh, he would still return to, um, spirit hosts to a unit, I believe. Um, again, I think they're three wound, not four wound, uh, Nurgling. I have to, yeah, I'd have to I list tech and I'm sure people are going to, yeah. I have to look at the rules for this one, but there's a question mark there at best. We'll have to sit down and look at it properly, but I, I don't think it, it impacts the, would you take Nagash or not? We'll we'll look at the rules later, folks. Or maybe if you're watching this later, you can re-look at the interaction. Uh, I already have it. They are three wounds each. So, cool. uh, so yeah. So uh, Nagash, when he uses his own Lord of the uh, his refilling ability with uh, Supreme Lord, it he returns two spirit hosts. Yeah, so it's so three wounds, three it's wounds, three which wound. is one one and a half, which is one and a half, and then the one brings you up to be the to two. two. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Uh, interestingly, uh, you do the same thing with uh, Life Swarm. So, like, if you cast Life Swarm in this, originally Life Swarm was in my list, and it just be, was redundant because I had too much model restore. Um, but Life Swarm, when you cast initially, you get a D3 wounds worth of models. Um, so you get one on average. You know, if you roll a two, right, or three, you get one hex wraith, and then you return an additional hex wraith. So life swarm, the first tick does that, and then when you and like when you cast it, and then you get one at the immediately at the ne at the end of that hero phase. So life swarm its itself will return four hex rays on the first cast. And what I just found is that like it was just too much. Yeah, like that that was my problem was that suddenly I realized I just had too much model restore because I could I didn't need to cast life swarm because between olander and nagash i could keep everybody topped off big but in in a reichnor's list where you're bringing lots of like single wound that'd be yeah. a different you, story you, but i you, think yeah, in your exactly right. yeah. in, in your more of an elite um whether it's going to be hex rays or whether it's going to be your spirit yeah. hosts it was too much but if you right, were to go with reichnor's and chuck down lots of like 20 wound 30 wound units um all of a sudden, then yeah, you definitely would go the multi restore, mm -hmm. and it would be good. Like it would be, it would be solid. So, um, yeah. What's the negatives? What's the what's the cons on taking Nagash? I've got four. Uh, he can only be in one spot on the battlefield at a time, and so he he like and he doesn't he doesn't benefit from any of the the height and mobility of of Night Haunt. So like that he really is like wherever he is. Mm. Um. Uh, he doesn't benefit from a lot of the standard protections. Like, so he doesn't get lookout, sir, and he doesn't get a deathless save. 
Um, and uh, so if you can get somebody that's high rend, like neg three rend into him, uh, he like you can drop him, you can bring him down. Um, uh, what else? Uh, see, it's interesting because like when I was thinking about who would drop Nagash the fastest, my Cities of Sigma instantly kicked in, and I'm like, Iron Drakes. Iron Drakes with like yeah. 30, 30, 30 shots at Ren minus two with one Ren minus three shot in there. Super consistent attacks with the Warden King. And, and obviously the bridge has changed slightly. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, right now, Living City is a really popular build. You put on Iron Drakes and if they can shoot on Nagash, they'll take him down into one turn. Um, I just don't think he's got the tools to handle that. Yeah, I mean, if they, like he could feasibly, I mean, Honestly, because they're what thirty shots. Yeah, yeah. If you if you double reinforce them, it'd be thirty shots. Um, Ren minus two. Ren minus two. So you pretty, could pretty consistent attacks, and, and then he's got like a, I'm pretty sure there's a Ren minus three shot in there that does D six damage. It is as well, the D six. So. He's, he's a monster. Yeah, for the the troll hammer. Um, no, I mean the reality is is like a good night haunt player will will find like whatever whenever they're gonna come in finest hour and he should be mystic shielding um and so that means that he's going to be on a three up against neg ren neg two um so your math like it should be close and he should survive and if he survives it then they're in trouble or if you get double turn you're screwed or you yeah or yeah exactly or double turn yep yeah yeah like like i I think that's kind of what scares me like it's not yeah it it's not the mortal wound stuff it's not Mm -hmm. the um the sentinels it's not the 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 bow snakes they just don't do enough attacks and you've got the four up shield to kind of deflect that it's the high rend high damage consistent uh regular shooting and you know if carriage and overlords drop from the sky and just did like a concentrated attack that might be enough as well but it's no, the they don't have enough rent. Might, might. Yeah. <laughs> they, I've played KO. They don't have enough rent to pick him up yeah, off right. the table. So not not in the current meta that we're in. Yeah. Well, who knows what's coming. Uh, but yeah. like, I think my, my point was more just like this consistent lots of shooting. Yeah. yeah like, yeah, a lot of KOs ren minus one, actually, now I think about it. Um. Any, any other negatives that you could list that, um, that including Nagash, you've got to consider? Uh, I think that is, um, I think it's like, it's not a negative, but people need to, like, I believe, I think the plus one deathless save ability, like his, his, his like command ability, hero phase thing. I think it's a trap. Like moving something from a six up deathless to five up deathless is just not, the math is just not good on that for a command point when that could be a, um, uh, yeah, when that could be a bunch of other things, right? Which command um, is that one? Sorry. Uh, oh, that's the, has, death, the death magic invoca- uh, inv- incarnation. Yeah. Yeah, incarnation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a trap. Um, a lot of people love it. I think it's a problem. Um, as an aside, another good thing, by the way, like another perk of Nagash that we that I, we went over that I didn't like note. He has a spell that does he does uh, mortals and heals. That's a morale check. And night haunt is oh, soul, the whole. Soul Stealer, yep, Soul Stealer, and Night Haunt is passively debuffing morale. Like just being around Night Haunt units reduces all uh, morale by one, um, and that actually like ends up being meaningful. So, 
And by the way, I was reminded that uh, Iron Drakes yeah. would be 60, sh- 60 shots if it was a block of 30. So that could be, oof, uh, could yeah. be tough. That'd be brutal. So avoid, avoid Iron Drakes. Uh, well, not like the plague because that doesn't Or make work. sure you get into them first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you debuff them and things like that. Right. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. I think there's a lot of pros, a couple of cons. You know, I had things like, you know, uh, obviously it's a high point cost. So, you know, you've really got to think about the allocation outside of Nigash. Um, certainly a lot more fragile without a deathless save. Um, obviously mm-hmm. he's got a mortal wound save, but he just doesn't have that backup six up, but he can um, save stack, which is obviously going to work. If you're building and you love things like the Cruel Gas, definitely doesn't work with Nagash. So um, maybe leave the Cruel like Gas at home. They can. It it works if they're buffing another unit. Yeah, but with so like Nagash, yes, but but Nagash himself, that's not going to keep him alive, right? Yeah, correct. Like I'm saying, like not specifically on Nagash. And then um, the other one, which is kind of like a con, but it kind of not, is you've got less heroes that can do the Allegiance heal but you've just got to be smarter with the Nagash heal. So you don't, you you can't flood the board with four to six little heroes and trying to max the heal that way. You'd have to use it through the Nagash. So you've got to be smart again with um, how you bring back or heal models. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, All right. Let's talk with spell law. We've got got to the good stuff. Like we've been, we've been kind of like this, this feels like a been holding this back. You got six spells. In my opinion, and we and I think we both agree, you got a great spell law, a really good spell law. Man, like their spell lore is just like it is made for a melee caster, right? It is made for somebody who just wants to mix it up and cast spells. And the reality is, is that like they've never had that. Like even giving like uh like you know, like Olander or whoever, like none of them are real good combat monsters. Um, and so Nagash just, he just eats that spell lore up and it's just, it's gold, just pure gold. I was reading some of the spells and I'm like, this takes me back to Daughters of Cain where like Mind Razor was casting value of four. I'm looking yeah, at this going, right? Reap, Reaping Scythe, casting value yeah. of four. Shade Mist, casting value of six. Spe- uh, Spectral yeah. Tether, casting value of six. And even you know, Life Stealer, which, everything. yeah. But that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Like, I'm like, okay, Life Stealer is casting value of seven. It's the hardest spell you've got in your law, and yeah, for most players, work. like, no, Life Stealer, right? No, Life yeah, Stealer. Nagash is plus three, but yeah, Nagash that's, that's, is plus three. <laughs> but it's only cast four. Yeah, good. In any other army, casting a seven is like a 50-50. But with right. you, it's just like even a casting value of seven is just like it's it's auto done. Like it's yeah. So let's talk about this. So the two the two things that transform Nagash into a castler a caster who gets into nerd fights and doesn't punch too hard, and a monster a combat monster are Reaping Scythe. Reaping Scythe casts on four. Uh, you choose one of the caster's weapons, which is going to be Neb Kafar or whatever the big sword is. And uh, that weapon is now reroll all hits and wounds. So it's on threes and threes, neg three rend, D6 damage. Okay? Four attacks. And so he's going to go to threes and threes rerollable. Um, you're a command point away from being twos and threes. Um, if you really wanted to go all out, you can command point, finest hour, and be on twos and twos rerollable, neg three rend, D6 damage. It's pretty good. 
Pretty and good. that's the combat monster that you've been lacking for a long time. Right. Right. It's like now, like and he has other attacks. in the fight. Yeah. But if he just had that, that would be good. But he also has Soul Cage. And so what that allows Nagash to do is to choose one unit, lock it into combat, because with Soul Cage, that unit can't retreat. Okay. And they always fight last in the combat phase. And so now Nagash gains a reroll ball, hits and wounds on his main attack, and forces a unit to fight last and not be able to retreat. Who who is a good recipient of something like Soul Cage with with Nagash in mind? Um, well, two like so one would be if you're multi fighting, which I find myself multi fighting a lot. Um, like I'll come in on um, like with my Hex Race and Nagash on like two units. And so you soul cage one unit, which allows you to prioritize the other unit, right? With the attacks of like my hex race on them, whittle that unit down. So that that weakened unit can either either hit back on the hex race weakly or attempt to hit Nagash, which is going to be meaningless. And then it allows Nagash to then turn and just smash that that not that unit off the table. Alternatively, um, you could use the like can't retreat uh, debuff on stuff that likes to retreat. Uh, like, um, like I think about a, like a lot of the drifting units, we've talked about these before that like have the six inch pile in, um, oftentimes, uh, that what they will do is they will retreat and then pile back in, into combat. Uh, you lock them down. Sisters of Slaughter are another example that are going to like retreat and charge or, uh, retreat and drift in. You can lock them down. Um, yeah, blood, bloodthirsters when you've got the, uh, is it the incessant rage is another good yep. example of that. Yeah, uh, you know, you don't see it very often, but squigs um, can, like, bounce out of combat. That move is technically considered a retreat. Um, I believe, like, the roll two dice because you're it's yeah, a it's move out of combat. Yeah, it's definitely different to what the Blood Knights do. Um, well, right. Actually, there's probably right. another good example, right? Oh, would you be able to blo yeah. uh, block off Blood Knights from getting out? Um, I don't know. I'd have to retreat. read the ability. If, yeah. that's, if that's considered a retreat, then, yeah, they can't exit. Um. So uh, KO would be another one. KO like to retreat and shoot. I was thinking that with the away. fly high, right? They want yeah. to come now, down and fly they high. They can't fly away from him anyways um, because he's flying. Um, so of that course. like, so they can't get away from him and most of your night haunt army anyway. So that's not as big of a deal. Um, but uh, but Soul Cage is just, a, just another tool and that's the key, right? is that it doesn't even have to be his combat. It can be somebody else's combat that he strikes, he forces a strike last to happen because it's 12 inches. Um, so, it, like, again, it's not something you're going to cast every turn, but having Soul Cage online is a useful tool. Um, so other wonderful tools, right? Uh, they have, a, they have um, Shade Mist, which you choose a Night Haunt uh, unit within 12 inches. And they, people attacking them have minus one to wound. Um, minus one to wound is one of the most powerful, potent debuffs in the game because um, there are very few bonuses to wound. And so moving someone from a four to a five is just crippling. Um, and, the, and you've already like sorted out there to hits. So they're already on the reduced number of dice on the profile, you know, on their progression. Um, and so Shade Mist is just a wonderful tool. If, you, if you're if you curious about how good it is, um, 
just go look at Fire Slayers and how how important Hermdar has been recently. Um, look at the Frostheart Phoenix. Like that that has right. been a great it's been a great model since the dawn of time because of that yep. one ability. Its points have gone up significantly over time, and regardless of what it is, as long as it does that minus one aura, um, yep. it's always been great value because, to your point, there's so few things. There's probably more things now that give you a plus one to your wound than there ever has before, but it's still right. scarce. Yeah, it is super scarce as an ability. Um, Life Stealer is obviously the go-to, like, when you need it. Uh, do D3 mortals, um, and then however many mortals the enemy suffered, Nagash heals that much, um, and which works well with... Uh, uh, his own uh, damaging spell that drains life. Um, more uh, situational is Spirit Drain and Spectral Tether. Spirit Drain mm. casts on a four, so which uh, basically he if he doesn't miscast, he casts it. Um, you roll another number of dice equal to that model's wounds characteristic. Each six plus is a mortal wound. So that's what I was talking about, hitting that giant, like super high wound monsters. Um, giants are the number one, the best target for that. It'll do. Uh, you'll roll dice for every wound on their uh, on their on their chart. So, which is the, which, which for a mega gargan is thirty five wounds. So it's thirty five dice wounds. you're going to roll on a, on, a, on a six. You'd have to do the maths. I'm sure it averages at what seven, like five, probably five and a half five, five and a half wounds. Yeah, five and a half wounds or so. Um, and so, which is not bad for a spell, right? To knock five well, wounds, five mortals off. And then if you had a I mean, couple of arcane bolts up your sleeve, you throw reaping scythe down. Um, you'll pull down that mega. Yeah, you'll lift a mega every turn. Between this and like Olander's Mortals and stuff like that, you'll you will lift a mega every turn, um, which is pretty good. Uh, Spectral Tether. Um, finally, it's you know uh, Naga or the whoever casts it can heal a Night Haunt hero within twelve inches of D three wounds. And so this is great for like topping off Olander, right? Like if it because what I will often do is let like the first couple wounds through on Olander. And let her check on her stuff and then two plus save everything else so that when the healing mm -hmm. happens like in the hero phase every like she can i can heal all of those all the way back up so the answer is not and to like keep wounds off of her it's to put one or two wounds on her and then refill it later for free yeah and, and that's the thing there's a lot of ways to refill for free um which also yeah. then frees you up with your heroic actions because you don't need to rely on a heal to, right. to um to heal those wounds up and yes jack Nothing scars you more than when you roll uh, a snake eyes, and that's still possible. So even though we talk about how, how great so the gash is, there's it hurts uh, so. and it's on average, the, he's going to do it. Yeah. On average, statistically, in a in in the first four turns, you're going to roll. You're going to drop a snake eyes. So cast your you cast your most important spells first. Right, you just have to. You have to because. Um, yeah, it's just painful, man. If you drop that snake eyes, because you lose all the rest of your spells. For yeah, I remember. Don't know. I remember the first um, Age of Sigma game I was watching on TTS because I was I was in hard lockdown. That yeah. literally the first game I saw Marathi first cast first game I ever saw live snake eyes. So it happens. You've <sighs> got to have. You've got to have. Um, and by the way, I think I think uh, Haywo might have even um, brought in some people. So much love to the Twitch crew. Um, I don't know who brought you in, but much love. Thank you for, for joining in. But, yeah, your spell law is awesome. Your spell law is just really good. I can't stress enough. One, you've got a consistent spellcaster. Two, you've got your great utility. Whether you need to do damage, whether you need to heal, whether you need to debuff, you have something up your toolkit. And Nagash knows all the spells as well, so it's not like you need to choose one and hope for the best. You can just pull from it as you need it. 
Yeah. 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 Sorry. So good. Should we get to the list? Should we actually yeah, go out and actually show? Yeah, let's talk about it. Uh, in the name of Haywo, it's big. All right, let's bring up yeah. the list. Let's actually see what Tom has been cooking. I smell it. This is uh, Tom's Night Haunt list. And um, as you can see, what we've got, folks, for the podcast is we have Nagash, we have Lady O, and she is bringing Soul Cage. You've got your Dreadblade Harrow uh, with the Pendant of the Failwind. That's also the General. You have three units of five Hex Raids, two units of ten Chain Rust Horde. So no reinforcements here. You did initially have the Emerald Life Swarm. You have swapped it out to be the Umbral Spell Portal. You talked a yep. lot already about not needing the heal. There was probably too yep. much healing already. Uh, and that brings you in at 1980 points. So no reinforcements, uh, no allies. The other variant of this that I might consider running would be to drop the Spell Portal and, um, and tinker around with the units themselves. Um, and so maybe one possibility would be to upgrade like a Chain Rasp Horde to another Hex Wraith unit. Um, but I really like having two uh tenors there uh and but what this allows is i didn't i didn't include this but uh for battalion i have this as a one drop i forgot to tell you that um so as as this stands right now this is a one drop um and so most of the time i'm, I'm choosing who goes first and who's, who doesn't cool and so by the if way if i had any more units if i added any more units i would go to two drops which is why i'm i'm not adding using those 90 points to add like banshees or anything so I guess this kind of just just to reinforce this, this is not the one golden list that rules them all. No. Don't take this list and run it at your next GT and expect to go five and oh. This is Tom's thinking an example of how he's maximizing that I think what I'm seeing you know, from people who are playing this, and I want to get Tom's thoughts on why he's gone this yeah. way, is there are ways to, you know, max out on chain rafts. Yes, we've yep. already talked a lot about spirit hosts. Um, you know, we got the Dreadblade Harrow, but you could do the Cruel Ghast as an example. You could bring the Guardian of Souls. So um, there's a lot of tinkering and tweaking that you can, I guess, the whole point is you want to maximize the remaining points that Nagash is not taking up. So at the moment, you've got, what, 1,045 points to play with. So what I did was I went with, um, so like, I can't, I cannot shake the Dreadblade Harrow general. Like I, as much as I've tried, I just, I love it too much. Um, and so he is my general in here. Um, he gets the automatic trait from Emerald Host, which does nothing for him because it allows him to like use a command ability on his war scroll for free. He doesn't have a command ability. So the trait actually does nothing in uh, Emerald War Host, but um, it allows me to equip him equip him with a Pendant of the Fell Wind that gives plus three to a, a, a regular move for Night Haunt units fully within 12. And so um, what this does, actually, it's really interesting because all three of my heroes are generals. So in Emerald Host, you've got your, uh, you've got, you've got um, Lady O is general outside of um, uh, when we're in Reichnor's Condemned, she clearly is not. So all three of those. And I know it's actually a question I want to ask you. Yeah. If you've got Lady O and you've got Nagash and you've got the Dreadblade Harrowed, all three of them are generals. What does that mean to you by having generals? Uh, what that means is that I can't. So like um, the most powerful ability in Night Haunt is the ability to spend a command point. It's one of the, it's their default, one of their default abilities to spend a command point and, uh, and, pull a unit from anywhere on the battlefield and redeploy it within uh within 12 inches of the general 
in this instance, I have three generals. Now the question is, is can Nagash, like it's not sure, it's not clear who is utilizing this ability and who is receiving the command of this ability. Let's be very clear about this. And so the way that it's worded, it's unclear whether Nagash can use this or not, that you need to talk to your TO. But as a, as a TO running a major this month, I would be okay sure. with him to benefit from that. So to your well, point- Well, he's not benefiting. He's, he's not even targeted by it. No, so when I say benefit, I mean to the teleport yeah. into towards Nagash. Yeah, okay. So to pull units near him. Okay. Yeah, well, correct. The way yeah, that I, I normally I'll, yeah, run okay. it, normally the way I run it, I have Nagash and Olander together. So it's not going to matter on the battlefield because Olander is going to be near enough to bring the units near the two of them anyways. Um, but the key is, is that the Dreadblade Harrow fixes the one problem that you have, okay? So the problem that you have in Night Haunt is bodies when you have Nagash, right? Um, and making sure those bodies are where they need to be on the battlefield. Um, the, the big thing about the Dreadblade Harrow is that he picks up at the beginning of your movement phase. He can pick up and redeploy anywhere on the board nine inches out from the enemy, okay? And so what that means is that you can pick him up every single turn put him anywhere you want, and then spend a command point at the end of the movement phase and drag any other unit within nine inches of him. And so, like, um, in my game that I played on Monday, I dropped a bunch of chain rafts behind the Sentinels, and the Loneth player, like, pushed up hard and tried to, like, swing away from them, and which was just a distraction for me because, because he ended up pulling off an objective. And so the very next turn, I just teleported the Dreadblade over there and drug those uh, eight chain rafts onto that objective. Because again, it's it's just a supreme mobility. So the key is is that you the dreadblade re moves your army anywhere you need to be to take objectives. Are you finding that valuable in the early game, given that you've got the no. ability to come from the underworlds? No. Or are you finding that's that not, more like, of a no, that's that is turn three to turn five taking objectives? Yeah. Because here's the question: can you guard all of your objectives? Can you leave units on there? If you can't, Night Haunt will steal those objectives in turns three to five. Always. Yeah. And that's what this army is doing, right? Is that, like, I can leave the Chain Rass Hordes in the Underworlds, drop them somewhere, knowing that even though I drop them there, the very next movement phase, I can move them anywhere else on the board with the Dreadblade. Okay? So the interesting thing here is that since he's general, he also gains the bodyguard, the two-plus bodyguard from the Hex Rays. So if he's near a hex wraith unit, he's also on that really hard to kill, just like Lady O and possibly Nagash. Um, but on top of that, as if that utility is not good enough, he's also bringing the Pendant of the Fell Wind, which in a 12-inch bubble, he's giving plus three to movement, which moves your hex wraiths to 15-inch move, um, which is pretty good. Uh, just just a little and again board size has changed a little bit yep. great as well for your battle tactics and it does mean that you know scoring some of these are battle tactics you've got options towards the back end and i think it's probably one thing that i'm noticing as well people burning the good battle tactics early and then finding themselves towards the end quite quite hard things like yeah. seven so that gives you just more utility whether it's through the underworlds whether it's through the teleporting whether it's just having really high movement as well um that just gives you so much utility that um, you can respond appropriately to the game that you're playing or the, the battle plan or whatever it might be. And I think, again, this is kind of where Nighthaunt can take a high skill level because you're making a lot of micro decisions and you can be punished if you make the wrong ones. 
uh, to be clear, somebody made a comment about Lady O not being a general. In this list, this list is Emerald Host. He did not put it on the top, but this is an Emerald Apologies Host. Apologies, yeah. List. Yeah. So, Bo, so all three of these models are generals. Yeah. Yes. So in Reichnors, no, it's not a general. Right. But in this list, what we are doing, um, this is a, and we already talked earlier that yeah. um, in a Reichnors, we wouldn't be building around hex raids. We'd be building more around the single wound, chain rust, things like that. Yep. Uh, again, a lot of the abilities are more keyworded towards that. But in Emerald, uh, Emerald Host, this is the list. So. Um, so you got three three units of hex rays. You got your two units of chain yep. rust. You've kind of anything else about the heroes? Maybe um, I know you talked a little bit about the the, the pendant of Feldman. Uh, anything La else? Lady, Lady O's spell is amazing. Um, uh, Lady O's spell is a uh, oh it uh, maybe am I am I imagining that she gains the uh, uh, gains general in. In Emerald Host, you keep you keep talking. I'm gonna. I, I brought yeah. up Emerald Host. I'm please gonna, double I'm check that. I mean, yeah, please, I can't imagine yeah. that I'm keep, imagining that. Uh, keep going. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, um, so I'm running. Uh, so I am running. Uh, uh, so the Hex Race. Um, one of the advantages of the Hex Race is in Emerald Host when they charge, Hex Race get plus one to attack to their profile attacks. Um, so they. All right, I just want to clarify this, and I remember, so there is an ability that you can make her the general, but it was from a War Scroll Battalion in Broken Realm. So it was the Sorrow Morn Choir that oh. if you took the battalion, the, it gave, um, and Lady O is treated as the general in addition. So, and we know now that War Scroll do. Battalions yeah, right. are no longer, they're, they're a narrative rule. So yeah, yeah. yeah so, uh, out, no, folks, no, Lady O is not the general. Put put it on put it on the uh, put it on the uh, the timestamp. Uh, I'm wrong uh, on that one, so noted. Uh, All right, so um, lady, said, lady, it doesn't change too much. No, I would still run Dreadblade Harrow as my general. Uh, to be very clear, for the teleport, the teleport relocate your units. Um, yeah, that actually makes me want to rethink some of this at least. Um, that's good to know. All right, I'll, um, I'll, I'll put you on the spot then. That. Yeah. I'll put you on the spot then. Two questions. One from the chat. Um, yeah. Why spell portal over the Terminexus? Because Nagash can't cast it. Um, and that makes it not reliable. Okay. Um, and in general, like Terminexus is really good. But like the heal is an AoE heal. So it's going to heal everybody in the area. Um, and oftentimes Nagash is going to be in combat. And I think that like again, I could be wrong, but I'm I'm pretty sure it it will grab them in the uh, in the healing. I don't think it's just friendly models. Um, yeah, it's it, it heals the D three wounds to all units within six inches, and so it becomes a liability in combat. I can't heal in combat reliably. That's the challenge with Terminexes. Um, uh, why not go Geminids instead? That's a great question. Umbral Spell Portal, like Geminids would be great. Umbral Spell Portal, portal lets me hand dust people at distance. That's why. Yeah, yeah. So that, that obviously changes the game. If you, um, if if Alinda isn't the general, which um, outside of that War Scroll Battalion that is no longer match play legal, uh, yeah. it does mean that Alinda doesn't gain benefit from the Emerald Host um, hex right. raids bouncing mortal wounds 
which means that Dreadblade Harrowed and question mark Nagash could question mark, depending yeah. on TOs and, and further clarification, which then makes you wonder, do you allocate 200 odd points to Lady O? You might do it. You might not. You might go the cruel ghast or a, a black coach, or you might go with some other yeah. particular model. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to chew on that because the answer here may be to drop Lady O, trade her for a black coach, um, and then bump and then trade spell portal for a third unit of ten chain rafts. Yeah. Um, to gain more bodies, to gain more uh, battlefield presence, and the coach is also going to be returning a D three models as well um nearby which is just gonna to ramp that stuff into yeah so yeah i wouldn't mind I, adding a black coach to this I, I, you could switch out lady o you'd obviously lose the aoe kind of um mortal wounds that lady o offers yeah. but in its place you've got the black coach that brings a lot of cool stuff and you probably don't need yeah so it's question mark but i think we're kind of seeing some live live discussions and thoughts yeah, about so the value of lady o in versus not yeah, and so and CW Kreiner, you'd ask like, why heal just do damage? No, I agree. The damage is amazing. Like, twenty-four inch range functionally, six inch bubble around it. It's great. It really, really is. Uh, but again, it damages your units. So like, you have to be careful how you deploy it because it's going to damage your own units. Um. And so yeah, so you're relying on a not a not as uh, not a strong caster, and it. It and it, you risk your own stuff, so you just it's. Uh, I like, I like to be very clear, I really like Terminexus. I just think that Spell Portal's doing more with Nagash specifically. Um, you, you yeah, and, and, and another, another of dust. yeah, I was just going to clarify another thing that um was brought up that that was uh, a really good point as well is that Lady O's um, command ability is is yep. based on the fact that her being, she's the general. So if you're not getting it from the allegiance, which we now know can't can't happen, then right. again, does that further devalue Lady O in this type of list? So right. I think the big question, I, I think the answer might mark. be yes. Yes. Like, I think the answer might be yes. Uh, given, like, with those, with the, with, again, I was sure that she was getting, just like Reichnor gets general automatically in, um, Ragnar gets general automatically in Ragnar's condemned. I was sure that she was getting an Emerald Host, but uh, again, I must have imagined that. That was a War Scroll that brought her in. I think I, I remember. I remember looking at the War Scroll, thinking that that battalion was amazing, uh, and I was hoping that they would bring that into match play for for three E. But they haven't done that yet. But again, who knows? But there we go. So question mark, Lady O. And if people are listening to this, wondering, uh, you know, how can Tom maybe it's Maybe it's in the new Night Haunt book, and I'm just I'm playing from the future. We've got the hot exclusive here, folks. Tom is telling us what's happening, but maybe no. Like I think I think it's great that you've got some flex. I think regardless of of how you build the particular list, I said it right from the start. This is about showing you the examples, and it's been more about how do you build that Nagash into this list and get the most out of it. And, you know, do you think about the bodyguard repositioning if you only have the Dreadblade Harrowed? Maybe you you dip slightly out and you reallocate those points somewhere else. I think um, there's a question mark. But, um, but everyone, again, like, like bring the Terminexus in. Bring in more of those little small heroes. Um, you know, reinforce those chain rafts once to have a block of 20. I think the world is your oyster. But Nagash... There's a lot of benefits here. 
Yeah, I mean, he's just, he's so strong. And again, um, you can always, like, you lose the mobility, but you can always make her general. And if she's general, then she can use her command ability and, like, she gets intercepted still. And that's still strong, right? You just lose the ability to teleport to the ultimate uh, flexibility, right? Um, and then at that point, then you drop the harrow, probably. Um, and you do uh, somebody else for, you know, that's the other alternative. You make her general, you make uh, Nagas general, and then you use the additional 20 points. You, gotta, you can get a 120-point unit. Um, and so you figure out which hero you want for 120 points, which there's a number of them. And that's what I was going to ask you, like, what? how does that list change slightly? If, if you were to draw... Uh, whether you drop the Dreadblade Harrowed or you just made the Lady O the general, um, yep. you obviously lose a bit more of that mobility and the plus right. three to movement and things, but you've now unlocked, yeah, whether it's more bodies, another support hero, um, maybe an ex the Termin Exus, maybe an extra endless spell. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the answer there is you actually grab the Cruel Gas Excruciator um, because he is a great support hero. Or, yeah. or you do the, you know, or you do the keeper uh, or the knight of shrouds on ethereal steed, who gets who like gets forced into the item for plus one attack, which is fine, like it's not optimal, it's fine. Um, but what you do gain is you gain the ability then to do an additional plus one attacks on profile, meaning that like those those uh, on the combat phase, your hex race can go to plus two attacks, plus four attacks per model. Um, on the charge so that would be the other option is you you lean in at to make your um, guys more that's probably the right answer is the knight of shrouds um, and make them more combat uh combat reliable so what have you learned like you know to, to wrap things up i know um yeah. you know we could talk a lot more about the about night horn and i think it's great as well that there is no one list to rule them all i think you know there is builds in both Emerald Host in Reichnor's Condemned. I think there is no because Nagash isn't benefiting a lot, if much, from Nighthaunt, that you can build however you want to build. You know, other however than the Nagash play. Other than the spell yeah, but that's but, but that's yeah. independent of any units that you select. I think that's right. kind of what I'm saying is that regardless of what you put in the army, Nagash is Nagash. So he still gains the benefit from the spell law. Yeah. He does his thing. Um, you're not relying on, you know, particular units to boost him or buff him. And if right. you want to build chaff, you you choose your flavor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's true. Um, true. Which, which, which is great because it means you've got some versatility and it means that, you know, in the comment section, people are going to let me know how they're building their night horn and they're going to tell me why hex raids aren't that great and maybe why spirit hosts are definitely the thing that people should be looking for. Maybe... Uh, maybe flooding the board with chain rust and body blocking the objectives and teleporting and zoning out and coming from the underworlds and going that MSU spam that we used to have might might be the better option. Right. right. Jeez, it's been a while since I, I saw that MSU spam. I, I don't know if I ever told you, Tom, that one of my last tournaments in second edition, I played 140 chain rust. That's amazing. 100. They were, all, the they were all 10 mans? Were they all 10 mans or? Uh... Uh, no, there was like, okay. no, there, there was four blocks of 30. Oh, wow. That's Yeah, that's I was cool. playing Mega Gargans with my four models. But it was because of the Mortal Realms magazine where you could get yeah. like yeah. chain rust for like. That's where I got all mine. I ordered bucks. all mine from the UK. <laughs> <laughs> I, bought like t I bought like eight issues or whatever. 
and just got all that, you know, like, and I already had like 20 or so chain rafts. So I, I went up to like 90, I think. So probably the last question I've got for you and, you know, I'm going to go have lunch and you're going to do your thing yep. is what have you learned about Nighthorn and Nagash since you've been playing around with it? And I know you've had some test games. This is not just theory hammering. Um, yeah, no, no, what no, have no, you no. actually learned since you've added him in your list? You can have too much model regen. Like, it, I know it feels like you can't, but when you're running MSU, like I am, you can just, you can have too much. Um, and so you, you really have to get a feel for how your units are going to perform. You know, one thing that I learned that's not, it's not relevant here directly, but it is going to be relevant if people are building lists. Um, don't build hex race in more than five man packs. Don't do it. I know you're going to be really tempted because you're like, oh man, I'm going to do a 10 may a 10 model unit. I can refill it back up because I can get a bunch of models into it. It's going to be great. No, actually, um, it's going to be terrible because the way that coherency works on a unit of 10 means you're going to get a maximum of seven into combat. Yeah. And they're only one inch reach. So the question is, is do you want to inherently be 70% effective? from from one 10 man unit or just go two fives I, I think the right answer is just go two fives but you don't you don't realize that and on top of that like a cab unit of 10 bases is is very difficult to just maneuver in combat normally and that's true of not just night haunt but you know yeah. i run pistol is in my cities of sigma and i found the difficulty now running blocks of 10 um, the coherency really, you know, to, to the comments in the chat is, you know, it's, it's made things quite hard. But again, we know, or at least Games Workshop has indicated that the game is going to change more frequently. So if we go into a more of a three monthly FAQ, who knows, maybe we'll see some coherency changes and a bit more generosity and this might change. But right now, to your point, 10 model units like hex raids, yeah, you lose a lot of the efficiency. Yes, you get some screens, but then you might, are, might as well just go a block of 10 or 20 um, chain rafts as opposed to the hex raids. There's just no reason not to go two fives. Two fives yeah. actually cover the same amount, and and you can string them out. You can't yes. do that with uh, with um, a unit of 10. No, that's what I'm saying. Uh, like if, you, if that's yeah. the role that you're trying to get out of them, you're probably yeah. better off going a, a larger block of you know 25 mil chain rafts, spread them out the way you want to do it compared to uh -huh. The restrictions that a unit of 10 hex raids would force upon you i want to jump in real quick uh thomas ling asks do they get wiped easily in fives actually the opposite happens because one of because you gotta remember there are four up save unrendable and they're going to get the six up after save and so inevitably what ends up happening is one of two things either the enemy under commits and leaves you on one to two models. And if that's how that happens, that's the worst thing the enemy can do because you refill them all the way up. And all that damage just goes into the ether and doesn't ever do anything. Or they overcommit and spend 30 Sentinels trying to shoot off a 10, a five man hex rate unit. And sometimes they still don't do that. Like um, in our game, I my uh, my hex rates got left on one model after thirty yeah. sentinels shot them because of math. Like math happens, folks. 
And when you have a four up unrendable save and a six up after save, removing 10 wounds is not a given. Yeah. And and what's always interesting, it's always a hard lesson, you know, uh, when people play against death, especially death armies that have a lot of summonable, summonable, and then obviously the unrendable in Night Haunt then makes it even harder, is that we are always, like when we're facing a position, most people will split their attacks because they, they yeah. want to make the most of their resources. And, you know, if they think that they can kill a unit, they don't want to... Um, the, the attacks and the wounds go to waste. So they'll split the attacks and do some chip damage somewhere else. But to your point, death players really punish you if you do not take out the unit because you can just grow that unit back. And and the way that you've done it, and whether you've got Life Swarm, whether you've got multi-heroes, yeah. whether you've got Nagash, you just bring them back up quickly. And then it's you basically, as an opponent, you get a bit demoralized because you're like, shit, now I've got to go through this again. And you commit even more resources, and you're laughing because they're just focusing on five hex rates. You're laughing. Right. It's like ten, they're, it's ten they're dumping like all of these attacks. They're, you know, like I think about like uh, like Sentinels. Like he dumped a 500, 450 point year. No, uh, sorry, they're 170 now. He dumped a 510 point unit, all of their attacks into a 150 point unit, and I brought all the models back. You know, like. That, that means that uh, it's doing its job. And without a shadow of a doubt, Ray, uh, Age of Sigmar is absolutely superior than 40K. There is no question about that, uh, and there's no debate. So um, thanks for tuning in. I much appreciate it, Age of Sigmar, number one. <laughs> Anything else you've learned about Nighthawk before we wrap this up? I think um, I haven't played against this yet. I'm looking forward to seeing what Nagash brings to the table. I think... Um, I think if I'm a like a flesh eater court player, first off, I'm a bit sad. Like, why am I even getting Nagash? He, there's there's some real friction there to begin with. Why is Nagash there? Un uh, re release is it Ubrash or uh, Ushanti? Whatever the the, yeah. the leader is. Usharan. That yeah, Usharan. I, I try to go. I try to say Ushanti, which is the bloody Tomb King stuff. Like, I know yeah. it's mentally, I know it's not Tomb Kings, but I'm like, just I'm, I'm stuck there. Anything else with Nighthaunt? Um, uh, no, although I will say for Flesh Eater Courts, there may be a list there with the, the mass ghoul, um, the one court, uh, not Hollowmorn. What's the one that's the, uh, like the, the, all of the ghouls, like the, the heavy ghoul list, you know what I'm talking Morgan. about? Yeah, it's, um, Hollow uh, no, um, no, it's the first one in the, in the book. Like when you flip through, it's the first of the, uh, um, I'm literally going to uh, look at the book. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. People can Anyways, change the next uh, one a weekly and learn that, that one. Uh, that, so there's a list there. So um, sometime uh, my son's doing, my son is building, uh, um, my is doing a Flesh Eater Quartz uh, army. And so uh, uh, he obviously is super interested. Morgant is the answer. Um, I think there's a Morgant list there with uh, with all ghouls and the gosh. Um with maybe a courtier or two, uh, you know, or maybe like a, a, a aberrant ghoul king to, to summon some, uh, you know, some additional uh, a twenty block. Yeah, I think that there's some interesting gas there um, for for flesh eater ones. And it's the perfect time for Nagash. I think that's probably the last thing I'll I'll end it on. Yeah is that we are in the season of not just monsters, we are in the season of God-tier heroes. So if there's yep. any time that you want to run Nagash, and there's been plenty of times where you've wanted to, you just can't, the incentives haven't been there, this is the time. This is the time. It's a perfect incentive time. 
run Nagash while you can. And, you know, if, if rumors are true and, you know, you know, one of the weekly talked about it, you know, there's potentially a new night haunt, which could lead to a new battle tome. Who knows what that brings to the table. So enjoy this while you can. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows what the new sub factions are going to be. So enjoy what we have while we have it. And also the FAQs might come out and they might clarify again, Emerald Host, some of the teleporting shenanigans, some of the things that we've been question marking. But Tom, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for your insights. And um, it's been great to get into the to the mind of Tom. You know, you are someone who is always at the top tables. Uh, you are someone who does well on the competitive scene. And this is very much the slow brewing of ideas. And some people might go, wait a second, Tom didn't, Tom didn't know about Emerald Host and, and buddy Alinda. This is, this is you trialing, testing, figuring yep. things out, question marking. And I think this is where players grow is they, they share their crazy ideas with people. We pick them apart and you become a better player, a better list designer. And people go, well, Tom, why not the black coach? How about you do this? Why not you do this? So leave it in the comment section. Tell us what Tom should do with those additional 215 points that might not be Lady Alinda in this list, where he's going to get the most value. Um, but, Tom, people are going to find you on Warhammer Weekly. You are on Twitter, and your Twitter handle is below if people are not following you. Any shout-outs before we bring this home? Uh, no. Uh, this may be the year, friends, that I make content. Maybe not, but this may be the year. That's all I'm going to say. You did have you did have some content. I did subscribe to your channel. Years ago, you did do years some ago, kids hammery type stuff. I remember yeah, some yeah. misteching ideas. Um, uh, no, I mean if I pull the trigger, it'll be yeah, it'll be real content. So we'll. It's see. an absolute shame that Vince holds you back. So um, I would he, like. He keeps me locked up. He is the Nagash to your uh, more. You know, you're the flesh eater courts uh, <laughs> more time locked up, That's and exactly then right. me. I'll be Sigma and I'll unlock you and like free you to the YouTube world. I appreciate it. <laughs> all right, folks. Thank you so much for joining. And uh, Tom, you're an absolute legend. And last of always, people, if you have ideas and thoughts and comments and you disagree with what Tom said or you've got some things to expand upon what he has said, leave it in the comments. I'd be curious to hear from you uh, because I think there's some real gas in, in Nagash. I think people are still working it out. I don't think there is the single list. I think, um, I think, you know, as players, we can all kind of grow with the ideas. So leave them below. But, Tom, thanks very much, and uh, thanks, everybody. Thanks for, thanks for sticking around until the end. I hope you found that video interesting and you walked away with a few new ideas. If you did, I would appreciate it if you hit like on the video as well as left me a comment. Let me know what your thoughts are in the comment section below. The conversation will continue over on Discord, so links down below in the episode description if you want to join the Discord and continue the Age of Sigmar conversation. I want to give a massive shout out as well to these absolute bloody legends, these champions who have continued to support me through Patreon or YouTube members. That is going directly into supporting the maintenance and the growth of this channel. So thank you very much, guys. Much appreciated. And until next time, roll more success.